You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And I am can't believe it's the middle of November. Where has this year gone? It's just bananas. But if you are anything like me, you are working really hard right now to end your year strong, to come in with the motivation and the drive and the determination to bring your team over the finish line. And you're reevaluating your business, your goals, the people you're spending time with. You're probably like me. You're trying to decide where you're going to invest for next year. I know for me, that's been a big thing about just, you know, where do I want to invest? And who do I want to spend my time with? And, you know, what makes the most sense? And I find that this time of year also lends itself to do a lot of self-reflection. And I find that a lot of people, most of society is not really good at managing their time. You know, we tend to be a society that procrastinates, waits to the last minute, you know, in order to achieve a goal. And that can mess with our mindset, that can mess with our momentum, it really does mess with our ability to achieve a goal. And if you are the kind of person that waits the last minute, then doubles down and runs really hard to the end of the year, you really risk burnout. Like literally, you risk burning yourself out. And when that happens, it can be just a slippery slope of being uninspired, lack of motivation, really this lack of drive to show up and even do your work on a daily basis. It can make you rethink your career and think you need a different one. I speak from experience because I've been there in life. And the one thing that I can tell you that has saved me, that has been my saving grace is that I've invested a lot of money into coaching. And that coaching was, you know, therapy. A lot of it was just working through the narratives that I was playing on repeat to myself as I was growing my organization. I mean, from imposter syndrome to, oh my gosh, people are going to find out that I'm this top leader in my network marketing company, but I have no idea what I'm doing, which I now come to realize every single top leader in every single network marketing company pretty much feels like that. You know, we there's that imposter syndrome, that leading a team, feeling like you're not sure how to do it to that self-defeat of, you know, feeling like you should be further along or, you know, am I really a leader if people are taking a step back? And so I've navigated through a lot of the challenges that I personally have had to deal with in the past decade that I've been in direct sales. And if it wasn't for having a therapist, a highly qualified business therapist that has helped me navigate through a lot of these things, I'm not sure that I would have been able to sustain the growth that I've sustained. The second thing that I've done is I fiercely pursue 
people, groups of people that have done the things that I want to do, that have a really positive energy that I can surround myself with. And I pursue podcast episodes and conferences and masterminds where I can listen to the stories of highly successful people. And I like to hear their failures. I like to hear their setbacks. I love to hear how they navigated through a really challenging season and then what the outcome was. It is such an inspiration to me to be reminded that I'm not the only one that actually goes through some really dark days and big challenges. And so for me, that's very helpful to listen to those stories. And it's also very helpful for me to get myself in circles and rooms with other individuals who are energized and excited and forward thinking. When I do that, I am more creative. I am more motivated. And it's not that they're holding me accountable. It's just that I need to be close to that fire. As business owners, I I know that many of you who listen to this podcast, you're doing the dang thing on your own. You're in homes, you're in your co- in a coffee shop, you're on the road, you're sitting in the parking lot waiting for your son or daughter to get done with practice or a game. I get it. We're solo building these businesses and we can feel very isolated as if we're on an island by ourselves doing business if we aren't careful. So I know that being around other people just is really incredibly important. And I know that mindset is key. And so we're going to talk today about leadership mindset because that's important to me. I want to make sure that as you're showing up and you're thinking about the next 12 months of the year, maybe right now you can't even think about next year. You're just trying to make it day by day. I want to give you these five tips. All right. So I've got five points on mindset when it comes to leadership in your direct sales business that I want to talk you through. This, These five principles really come from my own personal experience and what I've worked through with either a therapist or a business coach or with my business partners. I really want to talk about this because these are the things that I do believe you can allow to be the thing that stops you from achieving your fullest potential, living your fullest life, making the biggest impact. And I know that each and every one of you were created unique and individual with a God-given talent to make an impact, to serve other people. And if we allow ourselves to play small, to hide, to self-sabotage, we're not doing his work. We're not connecting people. We're not giving them opportunities to improve their life. And that's a disservice. We're not serving at the highest level when we let ourselves stand in the way. So let's dive into that today. All right. We're going to really dive into the mindset of, you know, leadership and what does it mean to really step into that fullest potential? So the first thing that I find that leaders do self-sabotage themselves with is they say this phrase, um, I sh- I'm not far enough along, or I should be further along than I am right now. I was having a conversation back and forth through voice text just last night with a really, really highly successful and respected leader within a network marketing company. 
And she, I was complimenting her on a job well done and just how she shows up and she's just on it and she just gives her full energy and effort to everything she does. And she said to me, you know, Mel, I do the best that I can with the time that I have. And I just really do try to serve people really well. And she goes, but I just feel like I should be able to do more. I feel like I should be, you know, further along in this journey. And I responded back and I giggled and I said, don't we all feel that way? I feel that way. I feel like I should be further along. I feel like there is more that I could do. I, every single day, look at my to-do list and think I'm going to get it all done. And every single day, I do not get it done. And we all feel that way. All of us. We all do. A lot of times, the world is only showing you the highlight reel, people's successes and a little bit of their failures, but you don't really have that peek behind the day-to-day of what an entrepreneur's life actually looks like. Friends, we all feel like we should be further along. And if you play that narrative on repeat over and over and over again, you are going to play yourself right out of your next big success because that's going to make you play small. That's going to make you distract yourself like, oh, you know what? I should be a whatever. I should be an executive. I should be a level three. I should be a superstar diamond. We all say these things like, you know, I'm eight years into the business, nine years, 10 years into the business, and I haven't achieved this success yet. And so instead of putting our head down, And doubling down and saying, what do I need to do to achieve that next level of success? We go, it's been 10 years. I haven't accomplished it. So then we go put in a load of laundry or we scroll social media or we call a friend and we go to lunch. And so we self-sabotage ourselves because we think, oh, I should be further along than I am. Who am I? right? Who am I to accomplish it now? People are going to laugh at me. They're going to think it's silly. Listen, nobody's going to laugh at you if you are 10 years into the business and you achieve superstar diamond. Nobody's laughing at you. People are celebrating you. They want to know how you did it. Nobody is, there's no industry standard that says by year three, if you haven't hit this level yet, you should close up shop and cancel your business. That's ridiculous. Like if you really sat down and processed that, it's silly. Your social media followers and even other people in your network marketing company are actually not sitting there going, oh, well, it took Lindsay 10 years to become a superstar diamond. We're just going to, that's not even noteworthy. No, they're shouting you out. They're excited for you. It's also inspiring somebody else who has been in the business for a long time to go take some action. And so if we keep telling ourselves that story of I should be further along and we keep sabotaging, we're only hurting ourselves because there is no there is no arrival, right? There is no end date when it has to be accomplished by or you've missed the boat. Now, one of the most inspiring stories for me personally in my journey to success was there's a partner in my company who had been in the business, and I'm probably going to get the details incorrectly, but you'll get the story. It was in the business five, six years, and she had shown up. She'd done the workouts. She just kind of sort of, you know, built the business, not a lot. You know, maybe she had achieved the leadership level of Diamond, but really didn't go past that. And she was asked to be in a test group for a program. And with that test group, she just something switched and she decided she was going to go all freaking in, like all in. And for 80 
80 days was going to show up for this program, no matter what, traveling to Disney, you know, um, all over the place. She was going to follow this nutrition and fitness plan. And because of the intense focus, her business ignited the way she was sharing it on social media. She was uh, smart at marketing, good business brain, but she was figuring it out. She was figuring out how to share a story, how to motivate people and how to collect the emails and how to get there. And her business was taking off. And in a matter of months, I I don't know exactly how many months, I'm just going to say six months from when she was like really cranking that up and achieved those results. When she just started saying, I'm going to go with the business, she went from, you know, a struggling business partner to a superstar diamond, right? Within like six to eight months, went to the top 10 of the company. And I love it because I had her on a call and she shared like, this is what my social media looked like. And then I went all in, I changed it. You could just see the shift in the mindset. And it didn't matter that she had already been in the business for multiple years. It was just a decision to make a commitment, to be very strategic about it and to just go. And her business took off and there, she never once said I should have been further along. It was just, I wasn't playing it. I wasn't going all in. I Both feet weren't in. I had to make that commitment. And I find that story so inspiring. Why? Because there's somebody else listening to you, listen, what reading your stories, you know, reading your post, listening to you talk on calls that's going to be inspired by the day you flip that switch and just go all in. And I know for me, that was such a significance in my journey. For example, I tell the story often about the time that I was working so hard to qualify for an invite to a leadership retreat, right? Qualify for an invite to a leadership retreat. And I missed the qualification by one week. Yes, seven days. I missed that qualification. And I sat on the basement floor with tears in my eyes, looking up at my vision board, being so angry and defeated that all these other people were going to this leadership retreat. And I felt like I deserved to be there. I was working harder than anybody else that was getting that invite and it wasn't fair. And then my mentor said to me, Melanie, you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. That flipped the switch for me. And I was like, yes, you are right. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And while everybody else is at that leadership retreat, partying and having a good time and drinking drinks and socializing, I'm going to be back here building my business. I'm going to invite. I'm going to post more. I'm going to follow up. I'm going to build connections. I'm never going to miss another goal. And I never missed another goal. I went to every conference, every retreat, qualified for the top 10, went on my first top 10 trip, hit Superstar Diamond, was the top partner in the company, not just one year, four years in a row. I proved to myself that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I could sit back and wait and see what happens, or I could double down and really push myself forward. And we all have those stories that are waiting to be told. I had a decision that day when I sobbed on the basement floor, sit there and just wallow in self-pity, distract myself with, you know, other things, laundry, food, the kids, or I could double down 
And I could say, I'm going to change my efforts. I'm going to change the way I focus. I'm going to learn from the situation. And now that's a story I get to tell to other people. And that's what I want for you. The I'm not far enough along. You need to create that story, that that success story, that victory. So you can tell it to your followers. You can tell it to your team and the people that you mentor so that it can inspire them to never, ever give up. All right. That was just point number one. My second principle is, and this is one of the things that leaders say all the time, actually, just over the weekend, I was in my DMs having conversations with with my followers and a lot of people kept saying the same thing. Like, I feel unworthy. My team is taking a step back. Can I really lead other people? And so I thought that that was really interesting. And as I was responding to people, I was like, hey, I've had this happen to me too. Actually, it happens quite frequently. About every four to five years, you have this cycling of people. Uh, Listen, not everybody stays at a job for their entire career. Most people come into your business for a reason. Some of them stay for a certain season of their life. Maybe your direct sales business served a season for them and it helped them get through something that they needed to get through. And some people do stay for a lifetime and they do become lifers. It's not a personal attack on you 90% of the time when people actually leave. And so if you as the leader know, hey, people come and go. Was this person somebody that I served for a reason? Was it a certain season of their life? Or is it a lifetime? And anytime somebody leaves, I kind of evaluate that. And at first, I would be bitter. At first, I would be protective. Oh my gosh, they're going to steal my downline. And what's going to happen if they leave and they tell everybody that they're leaving? And I got very protective And I also was like angry and thought it was me and I was the problem that they were leaving. What did I do wrong? Could I have been a better leader? And through coaching and obviously some therapy and just working on that narrative, I began to really respect people's decisions. And I really just said like, okay, if you're, if you want to leave, no big deal. Here's how we do it. This is the way we exit. This is the process. Here's the transition plan. I respect you. These are my wishes, you know, that you obviously leave it respectably, professionally. And I always say to people, if you ever need anything, like the door is always open. And because I know that just because I served somebody in this capacity, doesn't mean that we can't connect in the future. We may not be besties because we're obviously not on calls together every single week and, you know, going on company trips and stuff. And, you know, we're all in this season where our kids are little. And so we just, you know, don't have a lot of free time to meet up all around the world. But I always leave that door open. And for me, when I can release that, when I can have a conversation with somebody and say, I understand this might not be what you're passionate about right now, or this isn't serving you in this season. I wish you the best of luck. And I cannot take personal responsibility for that. That feels good. So as I'm speaking to you guys right now, where we start to get into rough waters is when you don't actually feel like you're serving well, where you can start to feel 
a little bit guilty is maybe when you haven't been reaching out, you haven't been hosting calls, you haven't been creating opportunities for leaders to get in and network and connect and be trained and to be mentored. And so when you start to feel that guilt of that, then that starts where you kind of take that ownership. So that number one, I need you to know that leaders do step back. It's okay. Now, what we can do or what kind of goes into the next point is we need to start creating the the systems. And so if you are the leader right now that is feeling a little guilty, like maybe you did something wrong, what does serving look like for you? And I want you to journal this out, write it down, open up a Google Doc, note section of your phone. What is the way that you serve? So do you, are you the kind of person like I host a weekly leadership call and that's where I serve all of my leaders. I host a team call every single Monday night. That is for the whole organization. I have my support and accountability, which is for anybody that is in the wellness space that needs me. And I do make myself available if people need one-on-one coaching and, but they've, They've got to earn it, right? I can't just be on calls all day, every day with people who want to build a business but aren't really taking action. So I have all of these systems in place. I send out emails. I help with launch plans. I connect people to the company trainings. And so I can go to bed at night going, I created opportunities for people to succeed. It's up to them whether or not they take it and run with it. And so I then, as people take a step back, I can always say, listen, I showed up, I served. I. It's not my responsibility to make somebody else successful. It's my responsibility to connect them to the tools so that they can be successful. And that, my friends, is a big reason why I've been able to just navigate through you know, that taking a step back or leaving or moving on to other things. So leaders, acknowledge this happens, this normal. It's not you. But make sure that you can reflect and say, I really do serve people. I really do give them opportunities to plug in for success. If they aren't doing their part, then that can't be on you. We're all independent contractors. It's everybody's, you know, it's everybody's responsibility to go find what they need. Heck, I know more successful network marketers that didn't have an active upline than I know people who did have an active and supportive upline. So remember that, you know, people are going to figure it out regardless. The fourth leadership mindset hiccup that we face is, is success. I think I said fourth, but I really meant third. Um, It is success. You know, how many of you are afraid of success? You actually hold yourself back from the next level because you will say to yourself, I'm afraid that I won't be able to handle the responsibilities when I get there. I won't be able to handle the influx of emails, the influx of customers, the mentoring of new team members. You're looking at your current calendar going, I do not have another free second of my day. Well, what if I challenged your thinking? Yeah, you might be busy right now, but I believe that we can reconfigure because with more with more success in your network marketing business, you now have more levers to pull. Do you want to work part-time at your job? Do you want to leave your full-time job? Well, if we take out a full-time income and a full-time job, now you have full-time hours to work your network marketing business. 
you're already making, maybe you've gotten to the point where you've replaced your salary. Could you imagine what you could do if you had a few more hours to devote to your business? Mind-blowing, you could 10X it. So you'll have more space because you'll have more opportunities. Maybe you don't want to leave your full-time job, but if you're making a full-time salary and your network marketing business is on fire, you can hire, you could hire a VA, you can hire a graphic designer, you could hire somebody to help you with your email marketing, you can hire a house cleaner, you have more resources so that you can stay in your joy zone, your strength zone, and focus on the things that you should be focusing on. So I want you to understand, as you achieve more success, you now have more levers to pull. I want to also challenge you to say, how can I begin to prepare today for the level of success I want to have tomorrow? From day one of opening the doors to my network marketing business, I signed up for an email marketing system. It was AWeber and I started a newsletter and I started collecting emails from day one for people that wanted to get a newsletter. Every single time a customer purchased from me, they went in to a list in my AWeber as customers. Every time a new team member signed up, they got added to the list. And so I didn't wait until I was successful to create an email marketing system. I started right from the get-go. And so I created forms and opt-ins and I didn't create 20 of them all at once, but I had one. And I started just funneling people through a system instead of manually doing everything. So it wasn't this big undertaking of a task to create this email marketing system because I had literally built it as I went. I was learning along the way. That might be a system you need to put in place right now. Easy. It's just instead of saying I have a Google form and then I manually import people. No, 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 no. Just create a landing page right inside of your email marketing system. Every single time that somebody inquires about a product, about the opportunity, or every single time, you know, if somebody just wants to be on your list, you have a way for them to opt in or manually opt them in. It's just part of your process. The next thing you might say, is I'm going to start instead of, and this was a big thing for me, I knew that I needed a way to not lose the connections that I was making with people. I was talking to people in Facebook, in the DMs, and I was forgetting conversations. I had sticky notes everywhere. I had a, a notebook that I carried all of my contacts. But at the end of the day, I was always letting things fall through the cracks and I didn't like that feeling. So I sat down, I installed Google Streak on my computer in my Gmail and I started to track it. And I vowed that when I worked my business, I would sit at the computer. And that is exactly what I did. And I started tracking and I started creating pipelines. And so as my business grew, the pipelines were set up and they were there. The systems for success were there. Lastly, in the success bucket is really you saying to yourself, what do I need to do to be ready for that next level? I started reading books like People Follow You. Jeb Blount is the author of that book, Personality Plus or The Enneagram. I started reading books that helped me to understand people 
How to Motivate Them, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. I read that book in preparation to start leading other people. I just really started to dive into, actually, John Maxwell, his Irrefutable Laws of Leadership and his 21 or 12 Laws of Growth. Great books. Those are helping to prepare you for success. Success doesn't happen just overnight. You don't just go viral overnight. You don't just, you know, have a million team members overnight. It success happens just small. It it happens because over time there's this compounding effect and all of a sudden the momentum builds. But if you in this day right now are not just surviving, but you're thriving, you're running your current business while setting yourself up for success in the future, the game changes. You're confident. You can handle it. When that first post does go viral or that blog post does take off and you do have tons of people asking for more information, you will be ready because you took the time to set up the systems when the business was slowly building. Instead of being afraid of success, embrace it and say, how do I make sure that I'm prepared, even though we'll never be fully prepared, but heck, you won't go 10 feet under when the success does start to compound. All right, number four is your is being afraid of failure or just failing in general. This is another one over the weekend as I was talking to people, I couldn't believe how many people said to me, I'm so afraid I'm of failure. And I asked them, why, what does failure mean to you? What are you making it mean? And, uh, you know, they would say, you know, I'm afraid of people judging me. And I said, okay, but do you really think that people are standing there thinking about your life as much as you are? Do you really think that anybody is going to know that you set a goal and didn't accomplish it? No, they aren't. They're literally not thinking that much about you. Even your close family is not thinking that much. If you were to set a goal and say, I am going to become a superstar diamond in 2024, and it didn't happen, but you landed at nine star, people are going to celebrate the fact that you landed at nine star. Nobody is sitting there going, Melanie, on November 14th of 2023, you said you were going to be a superstar diamond and you're only nine star. They are not saying that. All right. If you make a social media post and it flops, if you host a business opportunity call and nobody shows up, guess what? Nobody actually knows. They don't, except for you. The thing that you have to do is go, okay, that didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. Let me record. Let me send out the recording. Let me see how I can use this to my advantage. And then, you know, let me take a step back. How could I have marketed differently? How could I have invited more people? You know, was my timing off? Was my messaging wrong? You just, you reflect on it. And then you say, all right, I'm going to do it again. Because really, what is what is inspiring is when you rise from that failure and you keep going. Kind of like the, I should be further along, right? It's the same thing. You know, we just rise up. What are we going to do with the obstacle that we're faced with? Nobody's judging you. If they are, they're literally not your people. Because any entrepreneur is going to tell you things fail. There are business ideas that you put out there and they are not going to take. And that's okay. You're not a bad business owner. You're just paying attention to what works 
and what doesn't work. And it is actually okay. I have this written in my notes. It is okay to admit defeat. And it is okay. You have to be careful though, that you don't just admit defeat all the time and give yourself like a free pass. You really have to give it a hundred percent and say, you know, that really didn't work out even though I gave it my all. But you also have to admit the small wins. Maybe you wanted to sign up five people from an opportunity webinar and you only signed up one. How about we celebrate the fact that we got one? That that one person, we now get the opportunity to serve and empower and maybe lead down a life-changing path. Because when we focus on that we didn't fill the room or didn't fill all the spots, we're focused or taking our focus away from that one person who did make a commitment and that's doing them a disservice. My last point, my fifth point is as a leader, things are going to feel off sometimes. When something feels off, it is actually off. I have gotten so good as a leader of feeling my energy lately. Something I was horrid at before. I didn't trust myself. I didn't listen to my inner narrative. I just bulldozed through. Even if I didn't think an idea was really good, I would just do it because I was like, you know what? Other people are doing it and this is what I should do. And I got to just push through and I just got to make it work. And I would say yes to so many things. I would overbook my calendar and I would have no downtime whatsoever. And that was a lot. That was a lot. And so recently I've started to get really good at if I'm about to make a decision in my life, I get quiet. I pray about it. I journal, I ask for clarity, I listen to my gut. If my gut says this is not the right person to partner with, this is the not the right opportunity, this is not the right marketing message, this is not my ideal niche, these are not my ideal target clients. If I am like, I'm running these Monday night team calls and five people are showing up and you have a team of thousands, if something starts to feel off and you're beginning to resent it, You want to look at that opportunity and you want to say, is this how I best serve? Is this where my gifts are best used? Is this how I want to show up? I've learned to ask myself to seek clarity. Now, I don't ever just stop and do nothing, but I will navigate through it until I figure out what the right yes and the right no's are. And then I confidently will say, this is not the right this is not the right path for me to pursue. Running these calls on Monday nights does not serve me. People are not showing up. I'm taking valuable time away from my family. You know what? I'm going to reimagine it. Sure, maybe all the top leaders in the company are doing team calls, but I I'm going to pop in live at a time that's convenient to me because that serves me better. Or you know what? I keep saying yes to these one-on-ones, but it's not going anywhere. These people are not actually taking action. So next time they ask, I am going to politely decline and give them a homework assignment and wait for them to take the action on it. I'm going to hold my team to a higher standard. Maybe you're not liking your marketing message or the way you're showing up on social media. Give yourself permission to invest in a chic branding experience, to really dive into your niche, to say, I don't like posting this way. How can I reimagine it for me? It's okay for you to say no to things that were serving you at one point that are no longer serving you or that you feel are more draining than they are life-giving. That's a sign. 
And for me, really giving myself as a leader permission to say, I I don't have to do anything. It's a choice, right? It is a choice, but I always have to reimagine it. I have to say, is this something I have to do even though I don't like it? How can I do it differently so that it fits me and it fits my personality and fits my leadership style? When you reimagine it, you give yourself an opportunity to bring new life into your business and the opportunity. This, my friends, these five principles, which I'm pretty sure I butchered the numbering of all of it, and I always do because I just get in a zone. I hope that these gave you perspective. I hope they empowered you. I hope it's a good shift that you need mid-November to really end the year strong and go into next year feeling empowered about your business versus drained and exhausted. Being a leader, growing a business, it's not easy. It's hard work. I'm always working on my mindset, my discipline, my motivation, how I'm showing up and how I'm serving. I'm a constant work in progress, which is why I invest in myself every single day. I invest with my morning routine, with my daily fire, with my evening routine, you know, showing up to conferences, doing live coaching. That's important. So I want to challenge you as you go into the end of the year, really thinking about how do you stay close to the fire? How do you make sure that you don't lose precious momentum? All right, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Women Inspiring Women podcast today. If you loved this episode, make sure you take a screenshot. Make sure you tag me over at Instagram, at Melanie Mitro. It helps my podcast get found by other people. And also, I just love to connect with you as my listeners. I'd love to meet you and chat with you and hear what really resonated with you. So don't ever hesitate to reach out and just send me a quick message. All right, you guys, I will see you back here next week for another episode.